the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, we're blessed to have a God who is a promise maker and a promise keeper. One of the many promises that God made to me and you is found in Joel chapter 2. God made us a promise that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and devoured from us. That's even including the years that were stolen from us. Since this promise is written to believers and believers are people who believe, then the only question is, will we believe it's true and let him do it for me and you? Will we believe the promise of God wrote in his word is true? And will we let him do in our lives what it is he promised he'd do? Because if we do, then God won't just be a promise maker, but he'll be a promise keeper too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to Matthew chapter 18. Let me show you a little of this. In the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, the one that's talking to you and me. God had it breathed out just for you and me so that we can be able to see what we need to see and be who we need to be, who he wants you and me to be. Unforgiveness causes an inescapable imprisonment of the unforgiving parties. An inescapable imprisonment of the unforgiving parties. Let's begin reading at verse 21. Then Peter, then came Peter to him, speaking of Jesus, and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times. He was like raising, you know, like, you know, like, you know, I, I, I can do this. You know, you know, showing off in front of the other people. That's when Jesus came back to him. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Which means I don't care what they've done to you. I don't care how many times they've done it to you. I expect you to forgive. I don't care what they did to you. I don't care how many times they did it to you. I don't care how many times, how many people did it to you. I still expect you to forgive. Therefore, is the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents, which in, the, in today's money is ridiculous amounts of money. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold 
and his wife and children and all that they had and payment to be made. And payment to be made. Or another way of putting it, and payment still to be made. Which means that even what you hadn't covered with all of that, if we auctioned all your stuff off, you still owe the rest of it too. Everybody said, dang. Because see, back then, when you owed somebody and you couldn't pay them, there wasn't no bankruptcy. Wasn't no chapter 7, chapter 11. Wasn't none of that kind of stuff. It was jail. You pay or don't pay. If you pay, you stay free. If you don't pay, you in jail. That's how they played you back then. And you had to work it off. Amen. You had to work it off. They take your kids and they got to start working it off too. That's why they jailed the wife and the children too. Because that means all them got to go to work in order to be able to pay this off too. So everybody jailed because of this. Mm-hmm. Verse 26. So this shows you that the actions of one person can affect other people too. Verse 26. It says, the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him. Saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loved him and forgave him of the debt. Look what compassion will do. It'll cause you to loose him and forgave him of the debt. Forgave him. He didn't say, say, okay, that's all right. I'll let you pay me off later. He forgave him. Wrote it off. Somebody say wrote it off. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, $2.53. No, it's more than that, but you know, that's the principle. And he laid hands on him. We ain't talking about trying to anoint him for service. He laid hands on him, snatched him up, and took him by the throat, saying, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet, and besought him, saying, have patience with me, and I will pay thee. Wait a minute, that should sound familiar. And I know he said, oh, I'll, I'll write it off. No, he would not. But went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, twisted thinking somebody you, I forgave thee of all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wrought, upset, P.O.'d, and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my father, my heavenly father do also unto thee. If, if ye from your hearts forgive not every, everyone his brother their trespasses. Now notice, the, 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 the Lord was upset about this. Of that man. The Lord of that man was upset about this. And he said, man, hey, I showed compassion on you. Shouldn't you have to show compassion on him too? My compassion wrote your debt off. And I let you free. I just wrote it off and let you free. But no, you're going to play my man like that for $2.53. So here, this is what you do. He threw him in jail. He said, until you pay me what you owe me. Now, hold up. Didn't you forgive his debt? 
Sure did. So he's not talking about the money that he owed him. Well, what are you talking about? Well, the same forgiveness that I gave you is what I want you to give to somebody else too. The same forgiveness. Because the debt money been wrote off. What's keeping him in jail now is his lack of forgiveness for somebody else. What's keeping him in jail now is his lack of forgiveness and compassion towards somebody else. Isn't that deep? So because you choose not to forgive a person who's wronged you, you are the one to end up in jail. A lot of us think we're hurting other folk by not forgiving them. I'll show you. Hand me another brick so I can build my jail around myself. And we jailing ourselves for our lack of forgiveness. What put that man in jail was not the money he owed. That was already wrote off. What put that man in jail was the forgiveness that he didn't give. See, to not forgive is to be imprisoned by the actions of the past. To not forgive is to be imprisoned by the actions of the past. Actions that happened to you and actions that somebody did to you in the past can cause us to be imprisoned today and tomorrow just because we don't forgive them. It's to allow the grievances of the past to prevent you from proceeding into a new opportunity of the future that the future has for you now. It's to to allow the grievances of the past where you're all upset over what happened in the past to end up preventing you from proceeding to the new opportunities of the future that he had and stuff for him. He had new opportunities that was before him because of the fact that that man set him free. But his unforgiveness put him in jail and then stopped his ability to be able to move forward and live the life that he could have lived if he would have just forgiven. Isn't that something? A guy by the name of Louis B. Smeads. Louis B. Smeads. Who that? He a famous Christian author and theologian. He once said, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Because the one that we set free is ourselves. When, if he would have set that man free of what he did to him, he would have set himself free from being imprisoned as a result of it. If he'd have set that man free, he'd have set himself free. So you think you setting them free by forgiving them. No, who you're really setting free is yourself because you're the one that's going to end up jailed, hindered, and hampered from being able to live the life that you could have lived if you'd have just forgave. Turn to Luke chapter 23, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Now, Jesus set the example of how to handle injuries that have been done to us. He sets the example. Luke chapter 23. We're going to look at verse 34. Okay, this you already know about how this works because this is on Calvary's tree. Where they done crucified the Lord of glory. Beat him, bust him up, jacked him up. Hallelujah. Stuck thorns all in his head and and ripped his back out of the out with uh, uh, cat of nine tails and spat spat on him and 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 just 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 humiliated him. 
Hallelujah. Who had done no wrong. And some of you be thinking like, look, I went through all this and I didn't even do no wrong. I ain't do nothing to nobody. But they played me hard and heavy. And now he up on the cross. They done nailed him to the cross. Where pain is running through his body. Mind is being racked with pain. Body is racked with pain. Everything It's just, he, just he, he up there now. And he's sitting there. Got a minute to think of two, too. You got a minute to think about it, too. Like some of y'all, it's been a minute since you went through what you went through. But the memory of what they did is still there. And now he got the chance to be able to decide their fate. He got the chance to be able to decide their fate. This is deep. Let's see what he said. And then Jesus said, Father, jack them, jam them. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Same ones that got my lip blusted like this. Ones got me spitting blood out of my mouth. The ones that got me so uncomfortable because of what they took me through and did all these things to me. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And then he gave the reasoning for why he wanted to forgive them. For they know not what they do. For they know not what they do. Once again, Jesus set the example of how to be able to handle injuries that are done to us. We're supposed to forgive. Understanding that, they didn't understand what they were doing. They didn't know what they was doing. Oh, yes, they did know what they was doing. They planned it. They plotted it. They set it all up and everything else like that. No, they still didn't understand what they were doing. Because the Bible tells us if the, if, the, if the princes of this world had known what it is that they was doing, they would have never done it. They thought they knew what they was doing, but they had no idea the ramifications of the actions of what they were going to do. Just like the people had no idea the, the level of ramifications of the actions that they was going to do. They didn't know. So you got to forgive them. Forgiveness is an integral part of the restoration of relationships. He was operating in the father's stead because the father had given the judgment of the mankind to him. He said, you decide what happens to him. You decide what happens to him. But at the same time, he was deciding what happens to them. He was also deciding what happens to himself. Because there's another scripture that ties in that says, as long as the earth remain, there's seed time and harvest. There's another principle that's true, wasn't written yet, but it's still true because it was already in God. And that's it's whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. So if he would have spoken unforgiveness to the people, then he would have jailed himself. And he could not have been forgiven because the Bible says if you don't forgive them, your father in heaven can't forgive you. And if he did not forgive us, then he, remember, he's carrying our sins now. He's carrying our sins now. Which means that he couldn't have been restored. If he didn't do what was necessary to restore the relationship between God and us, then he couldn't have been restored. But because he sold forgiveness, then he received it also. And he received whereas it was just wrote off everything that happened. That's good to me. That might not be good to you. He said forgive. Now that word forgive is an awesome word. A lot of us get stuck on it. But come on, let me tell you what kind of things are included in the word forgive. Because it also translates to lay aside. Lay aside everything that you have against them and what they did to you. Just lay it aside. The fact that you're laying it aside means that it exists 
and it's yours. You have it. It's in your possession. But the fact that you can lay it aside means you can do anything you want to it. You can hold on to it or you can let it go. Lay it aside. Put it away. Put it away. Not just lay it right there where you can play with it later, but put it away. Remember back when you was in school and you would carry some toy to school that you wasn't supposed to? And the instructor would tell you, put it away. A lot of us will try to put it right over on the side. No, no. Because then that's what the teacher said, bring it to me. Why? Because if it's still anywhere within your reach, you're probably going to end up playing with it again. And if you leave this unforgiveness anywhere in your reach, and you leave what they did anywhere within your reach, you're still going to play with No, it's going to play with you. Hallelujah. Put it away. Let go. Let go. Some of us hold on to it. We won't let it go. Let it go. Some of us hold on to it and we won't let it go. Let it go. Look at your neighbor. He said, did you hear the Lord talking to you? He said, let it go. So be, some of us be saying no to the Lord when he say, let it go. We be no. No, let it go. It's hurting you. It's harming you. Let it go. It happened in the past. Let it go. Let it go. So some of us just need to let it go. Let it go. It can go, but you won't let it go. Let it go. Let it alone. Because that's another one. Let it alone. Some of us keep playing with it, messing with it, just dealing with it. Let it alone. Let it alone. Leave it over there by itself. You don't have nothing to do with it. Let it alone. You keep picking it up, showing it to everybody, talking about it, dealing with it again. You got, when you buy a new calendar, you turn to that date they jammed you and write in it like it's a holiday or something. So, so that you can make sure this is the day that you heard me. No, let it alone. Let, let it alone. And let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Oh, let it be. I've got your answer. Let it be. <laughs> I hope you're laughing at my singing, but don't laugh at my revelation. Let it be. Let it be. Leave it alone. Back away from that problem. Back away from what? Let me do it this way. An 18th century pope named Alexander Pope. <laughs> he wants to say To err is human. To forgive divine. An 18th century guy named Alexander Pope once said, to err is human. I don't understand why they did that to me. Because they're human. They're flawed and capable of error. But to forgive is divine. Now, although we're not divine, we can operate like the divine by forgiving people for the wrongs that they've done to me and you. Even though we ain't divine, we can operate like the divine by forgiving the people that's wrong, done wrong to me and you. In fact, God expects us to do this. God expects us to act like he does and forgive others. Oh, yes, he does. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. He expects us to do this. Don't matter what they did, forgive. Don't matter how it hurt you, forgive. 
See, they hurt you the first time they did it. You've been hurting you since then. They hurt you when they did it. You've been hurting you ever since they did it. Because you, the one, keep bringing it back up. You, the one, keep thinking about it. You, the one, that keep taking yourself through all of that. You keep doing that. You, 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 you. But they, no, you, you, you. You doing it from now on. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Let's start with verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Here's some things that you can do to make sure you don't grieve him. Let some bitterness, huh? Let some bitterness, huh? <laughs> I must have the Bible that all the other Christians are reading. You must have the real one. Let all bitterness and, now when you put that word and in there, it carries the all across. Every place that got an and, that, 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 that all follows, follows it. Let all bitterness and all wrath and all anger and all clamor and all your evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, the harm you want to do them or see happen to them. And be kind one to another. Tender hearted. <laughs> forgiving one another. And, and, and be kind one to another. Be kind to that low down, dirty cuss. Mm-hmm. Tender hearted. Which is telling you where the problem exists if you can't do it. The problem exists in you, not in them. And it's not in what they did because God identified your heart now. He said, be tender hearted. Not hard hearted. Because a lot of us get hard hearted. We learn that the offense sometimes harden our hearts. Was we get hard hearted against the people. Now, I understand that that hard heart was a scab that formed because of the, uh, the harm that occurred. But, you know, scabs supposed to go away after a while. What they supposed to do, young man? They both eventually fall off because they get replaced because there's a healing process that God will do to you. But that's unless you keep picking at it. A lot of us keep picking at it. And that thing that could have healed a long time ago still ain't healed. Picking at it and looking at it. Now, I ain't got no PhD, but I got common sense. And old folk taught me if you keep picking at something, it ain't going to heal. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're gaining the faith from God's word to let him have his way, the faith necessary so that the God who is a promise maker can also be a promise keeper in our lives. Let's take God at his word and let him fulfill that promise found in his word of bringing recovery and restoration to us that he wants to keep for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located once again at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. 
Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you all at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and TV are a blessing when you can't attend church. But make no mistake about it. There's no substitute for being in church, praising and worshiping God and fellowshipping with other believers in the house of God. There's nothing like it. Every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. Make sure that you be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, from the bottom of our heart, we want to say to you, thank you. God said in Galatians chapter 6, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, encouraging us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, he's going to bless all of you tremendously. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings he has coming your way. I'm talking about all of you who've been such a blessing to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray a hundredfold blessing into your life for being the blessing that you've been in our lives. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. It's truly appreciated. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.